Welcome to How's Your ePresence on Business Radio X. ePresence manages social media for professionals who desire to enhance and strengthen their personal brands. I'm Mark Galvin, and we're coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. I am very excited today that we have a guest here with us, a good friend of mine, Mr. Ted Cummings, who, of course, right when I'm introducing him, he ends up having a cough over there. So, Ted, how are you doing today? <laughs> I am great. And as I've always tell folks, any day above this earth is the greatest day of the year. Oh, I, I love that, especially after all this weather we just got. Had a few people who uh, struggled just uh, getting out of their neighborhoods. Uh, so, Ted, you are, I'm going to do a little, uh, little intro here. You founded. Onyx MS Group in 2006 and serve as the organization's CEO. Now, Onyx MS offers services in event planning, facilities management, information technology, and trade trade show services. Gosh, you've got a lot going on here, big guy. He serves on various boards, including the DeKalb County, County Chamber of Commerce, the Georgia Minority Supplier Development Council, Newton College and Career Academies, STEM Academy, Georgia Perimeter, excuse me, Georgia Piedmont, Piedmont Technical yes. College, and the Georgia Chamber of Commerce. A lot going on there. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you had time for us today, so glad you're here. Originally from Kingston, Jamaica, his family moved to the Bronx, and Ted often talks about how education and how an inquisitive mind saved his life. Ted believes in the I'm going to try this Fumi Fu. Is that right? The Fumi Fu approach to life. And that's an acronym that is F U M I F U. And it stands for first use must inspire future use. And I, uh, and I am thrilled you're here to, uh, today, Ted. You, are, uh, you and I have run across each other a few times, especially at the DeKalb Chamber of Commerce. And, um, and I'm glad you made this time because you are a leader in that organization. So uh, when I tapped you on the shoulder and asked you to join me, uh, it was, uh, it was, you honored me by joining us. So thank you for being here. Oh, you're very welcome. And it is actually my honor to be here to learn from someone like you as far as, especially when it comes to social media. Well, thank you very much. Uh, You know, that is something that we love to talk about here. And as a matter of fact, we are, as this is a live show. Um, So if you are listening out there now, you can live tweet right into the show using my handle. It's at ePresenceMG. So that's the name, ePresence with my initials, Mark Galvin. So ePresenceMG, shoot in an, uh, a question, and if we can answer it, we'll take care of it right here on the show. Well, we got a couple of things we'll do today. Here's how the show will go. We'll talk a little bit about social media, and then we'll, we're going to move over and we're going we're gonna to pick, uh, pick Ted's <laughs> brain a little bit and find out some more about Onyx MS. So one of the key things that's going on these days is social media is growing with leaps and bounds. Yes. It's so important in all organizations. One of the things that's going on are employers would like for their employees to be brand ambassadors yes. on social media. What a great idea. So what do you think? What are the issues and challenges for success and what policies need to be in place to activate this initiative? And let me, let's have a conversation about that. Well, what I would say, the issues and challenges, especially when you're asking the employees to be brand ambassadors, you as the employer, though, need to help craft what that story is. Uh, Good point. Because you cannot leave it out there for them to just do as they will. Because as you know, social media is a great tool 
But at the same time, it can be a great detriment to your organization if not utilized correctly. That's a good point. So one of the things that we've talked about before uh, at ePresence and we consult our clients on is to have a, have a page that is uh, probably not a public page on the website, but the employees know the URL for. Right. And you can put content there and they can retweet that content that is real specific to the branding mission of the organization. What yes. do you think about that? That actually is a good um, way to do it because and at that point, you get to control the message. Right. Because when I look at uh, some of my larger clients, their main concern is controlling that message that is out there. You bet. How are they viewed? What is being said about them? And what has happened in the past is that everyone is playing defense. <laughs> exactly. Doing what you're saying with this page now, now you're able to play offense and then you really get to craft what's being said, how it's being said, and how you're viewed. Exactly. Yeah, there's, this, there's a good friend of mine. I, I talked about this. He's a lawyer. And he told me that he, he consults a lot of his clients not to allow their employees to talk about the company on social media. But that's really not realistic because yeah. employees, the, the water cooler today is social yes. media, right? Yes, it yeah. is. And so employees can help their organization and as a result, help themselves are talking about their organization online. That's probably not a bad thing. So a couple of things that it make, I think make it interesting here is if you do this and you're considering uh, uh, really harnessing the power of your employees and getting them to talk about your organization, I'd give them some guidelines. Yes. Create some simple things that explains to them that, number one, if you've got an internal policy issue, you have an internal problem, which, mm-hmm. by the way, every organization is going to have an issue, right? Definitely. Yeah, let's let's not talk about this on social media. There are channels internally to handle those issues. Follow those things. And remember, you're going to hurt yourself if you talk badly about the organization on True. social media. True. So well, that's a quick idea. What what I can su- what I'll suggest that page that you mentioned is the employees using that also as a sounding board to say, "Hey, this is what I did this weekend." Is this correct to push out there before they just start pushing out there with yeah, nilly? That's a great idea. Opening the dialogue is the key. And right. you know what? Social media, I always say this, social media is social. And letting people share what's important to them, share what they're doing day in and out, day mm-hmm. in and day out is always important. Is always There's always value there. Yes. So um, here's, a, here's a question. What if an employee posts something on their social media that's unacceptable? What should an organization do? Well, now, before I answer that, I'll ask you this. And now you say if they post something on their personal social media. Right. But is it related to the company? Oh, good question. What if it's not? But they're posting content that is company related. And then, you know, say there's two posts that, hey, I was at this event today and I, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was working as a trade show manager on behalf of Onyx MS and we had a, a great event. And then two posts later, they're hitting one of the third rails that you don't want people to hit, you know, and those are sex, politics, and religion. Well, one of the things that the company can definitely do is retweet what they posted earlier about the company and supporting that and separating yourself. True. Because what we must understand at the same time, especially when we're dealing with social media, your employees have their own life, mm-hmm. the same. To 
counteract that, you definitely have to have policies up front that they sign to say, we will not post certain things online. Because even if they're going for another job elsewhere, that's the first place everybody searches to see, is this an employee that we really want in our team? There's a lot to pick apart there. You are spot on. Number one, we are all our personal brand. Yes. And we build a personal brand that it lives forever online. So... If you're an employee at an organization, you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt your future, your, your growth at that organization, right? right? Your promotions Correct. could Correct. be damaged by that mm-hmm. or uh, another organization from hiring you. So I would, I would manage through that. And there's a lot of things that can happen. And, and, and quite frankly, people say things online and make mistakes. Yes. And, and, I, and I do believe that it is, as long as it's written in it upfront, that the expectation is that you will represent yourself in a professional manner online. Your brand affects our brand. I think that there's an opportunity where you could have a conversation. Now, there is a limit. You cannot tell your employees what kind of car to buy, right? No, you cannot. You can't. So you can't really tell them what to put on social, what they can and can't do on so put on social media, but there's the educational component. And if you've done that, I think that you can have a conversation about something that is hmm, not quite acceptable. Well, you, you definitely can. But and I would say with that whole policy, and I will go back to an old adage where my father was also a um, master tailor. One of the things that he taught me when he taught me how to sew is you always measure twice, cut once. And when it comes to social media, that is something that we like must that. do. I like that. Take a look at what you've written down before you hit post. Mm -hmm. Because most people, they're using their cell phones and... Moving fast. And they just shoot it off. That's right. At that point, you can't pull it back. That's right. I recommend read it out loud. Yes. So that's that way to make sure... uh, An old uh, boss of mine many, many years ago said Mm -hmm. to me, before you send a, especially a sensitive email, uh, which I don't think you should send sensitive emails, but that's a whole other story. Uh, read it out loud because it helps you see those things that are uh, that are going to jump out that probably yes. don't make sense. There's also another tip I have: mm-hmm. never post anything on social media that you cannot go up on stand on a stage and read to yes. your mom, your dad, your teachers, your bosses, your friends, your kids. Mm-hmm. Name it. If you can't stand up in front of everybody in a live setting and read it, you shouldn't post it. True. Sure. Some quick guidelines there. All right, so we are we're at uh, ten after the hour. I'm going to shift gears. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do something that I didn't think we would go down this road, but I want to talk about um, how the dissolution of net neutrality is going to impact social media. Now we don't we got about five minutes to hit this, so boy, I tell you what, this is a can of worms in many cases. But I do think what? there's a number of us that don't understand it. So, Ted, what are your thoughts about how will net neutrality impact social media? I would honestly believe it's going to slow it down. Right. Because if you, what most people don't seem to realize now, they have already implemented those processes. Look, go to uh, speedtest.net. Yep. Yep. Look at, go around your house and check. And I did that. And I can tell, depending on where I am and the time of day, what type of speed I was getting. Right. So I honestly had to realize, okay, between this time of day, I really can't do a lot of work outside of reading emails. Right, right. So they already started throttling that. And then why I say it's going to impact it to slow it down is because the infrastructure is not there to handle all of the traffic that's being that's pushed out there. Right. 
So the dissolution of net neutrality works for the companies because now they can throttle back. Mm-hmm. So it will, it will slow it down some. And then also the thing of it, as you mentioned, the privatizing of it, right. it will curtail mm-hmm. what's being put out there. And then unfortunately, the other side of this, social media is just going to become one big ad worse than it is now. Right. Yeah. There's so many things that uh, there's a whole can of worms here. As a matter of fact, I've got a couple of pieces of paper here too. We're not doing a video. I'd show this, but I'm, I'm looking at a page from, uh, from Portugal. Okay. And so what I'm looking at here is a, it's a website and it's a, uh, uh, this is an internet service provider, mm-hmm. an ISP. And on here, there are pricing plans, which will give you higher speed, higher access to certain areas. So for example, right. they have social written on here and it's for $4.99 euros a month more, you can get higher access, higher speed to those channels. Right. Now that is, that is possible. That could happen here in the U.S. Now, there's not a lot of changes before net neutrality came mm-hmm. in in 15 to the, uh, to, to the uh, dissolution of it now. But that is possible. Well, they can do that. I, I would say it is because if you actually, whichever uh, provider you have right now, mm-hmm. go to their page. Look at it as if you're looking to sign up new. Right you'll see that they're already doing it. I'll be darned. I because it's, it's actually based on how many megs you're able to get. Right. Yeah. So I do. I, I pay, uh, I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my, my internet service provider has levels of internet yes. services. And I'm paying for a larger, I call it a larger uh, bandwidth, a larger uh, portal to get more data faster. I do think that the other thing that's interesting is that Facebook is mm-hmm. becoming a video producer. Yes. Facebook long-term would love to be the number one place you get all your media from, be social media or even television and sports and all of that. And you've probably seen some of this. You can go onto Facebook and catch movies and shows now. Oh, yes. So when they really turn that on, mm-hmm. is our television providers uh, going to say, all right, let's limit the amount of bandwidth that we give to Facebook because they're now in competition to us. That's really a big question. So that's the negative side. There's a positive here. And I want to make sure I mention this because I do want to cover, I do want to hit right. both sides. Okay. Here's the positive. If the way the, the net neutrality system was written, if I am a, uh, say I use my kids use this all the time. They they use, um, I was going to say Spotify, but that's not it. It's Snapchat. Okay, Snapchat. my kids oh, use Snapchat all God, the time. Yes. And my daughters were running out of data every month. Mm-hmm. They are, they're coming to me and say, Dad, I'm out of data. Can you, can you buy some more data? And of course, I was a great dad. And I said, no. <laughs> but that's a sidebar. So one of the things that can happen is now that this, that the, this solution has happened, mm-hmm. Snapchat can go to the internet service providers and say, I want to pay and cover internet service for all of our customers so that they are never, ever running out of data when it comes to using our app. So that's possible in the future. So that's the positive side to it. Some things to consider. But I I think as a a user today, what will happen in the future is going to be slow. And I think what Mm -hmm. you were just talking about before on how you see different spots in the house and yes. speed, mm-hmm. that's going to slowly happen. I think that there will be opportunities to buy packages where, hey, you know what? I really want my uh, my Spotify to come to my house faster, so I'll pay right. $10 extra a month to get that. I think yes. that that is, I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very well could. All right. So, Mr. Ted Cummings, I have got to ask you a question. 
Okay. I would like a Ted Cummings kind of a description of Onyx MS. So give us the, you know, give us what you tell folks, uh, what you guys do in your vernacular, because you, you're so eloquent. So I know you can say it better than I did. Well, Onyx MS, now that is a, what do you call it? Um, a DBA for Onyx Media Services. Ah, uh, that's the, what MS stands for. Right. When Got the it. company started, it was Onyx Media Services where we were just audiovisual production. Now, when I, I always say, if you notice, it, it says um, event management. Right. Because I'm very clear on that. Mm-hmm. We actually manage your event from the technical side, the planning side of it. I'm one of those, you know, to thine own self be true. I know the headaches when it comes to planning an event, and I don't want those headaches. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time in the hotel business, so, exactly. and I know what you're talking about. There exactly. are that is uh, there's some heavy lifting there. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. So Onyx went from a audiovisual production company. We then transitioned into trade show management because okay. the two works very close together. Sure. And then on the facilities management side with the um, information technology, that is more or less for our government contracting. Gotcha. Services where we do building automation. Um, one of the areas that we're definitely moving heavily into is elevator and escalator repair. Funny enough, people ask me, what do you know about that? I said, well, I know how to write it, but I have no clue, but <laughs> I'm going to learn. I love it. You know, so. uh, there's a uh, there's a couple of movies that I've seen recently that have uh, very funny scenes on escalators. Um, and, and one of them is that elf movie over a Christmas. Well, oh, yes. That, yeah. Where he can't get on the escalator. I always love that scene. Yep. So, Trade show services is yes. an interesting, um, it, it seems sort of pie in the sky. I've been to a trade show, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean, trade, so, trade show services? Well, you see what you look at. When you go to a trade show, you walk into the exposition hall and you see all of these nice boots set up and everything else. Sure. All you're thinking about is going to get those little trinkets and everything else. Before I call you, those tchotchkes, by the way. That's what I call them, tchotchkes, yes. <laughs> Before that happens, companies like myself, we go in and install all of those boots. Okay, good. So my company, actually, we started as what's called an IND, is uh, Install Dismantle Company for trade shows, but okay. we have branched out to where now we manage the entire show. Gotcha. Where we'll get the facilities, you um, then portion it off based on the, there again, how much you pay determines the size that you get. Sure, you pay sure. Pay more the largest size. We'll set up your booths for you. My largest client is Volkswagen. Oh, wow. Which most people don't know. They're a pretty big client. That's a pretty uh, big company, by the way. Volkswagen trade show booths are housed here in Georgia. Hmm. So, oh, so- we, we, we warehouse their booths for them because actually um, we also design and build their booths because I'm in the process of designing to build a new booth for wow. another department within Volkswagen. Okay, you say a booth. Really what we're talking about is a major structure that goes yes, into yes. A, a, an exhibit. So they're we're not exhibits. talking about a 10 by 10 exhibit here. No, we're, no. These things are huge. They're huge. Um, the last one I ran out was a 40 by 60. And wow. I had to stop it because I was like, yeah, you're growing too fast. Let's just go with what, what um, the audience, audience look at. And then the, the other side that we offer our clients is that Based on the show that you're going to, the show, the clientele at the show, we're able to tell you, okay, what is the best tchotchkes? What are the best positions uh, where to be within the hall? I need to talk to you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're doing a couple of shows. Went to a show this last week and that was, uh, um, we were doing some, some research on the sports side and trying okay. to figure out how we can find more of our clients. But that's very interesting. Um, 
you know, I've certainly been to plenty of shows and have the 10 by 10. And I'm always amazed when I walk in and there's no carpet in my 10 by 10 booth, right? No, you don't get that. Uh, wait a minute. Where, where's the carpet? <laughs> and then I get the carpet. I think, gosh, you know what? They're kind of hard. You know, you mm-hmm. have to water the pad underneath the carpet and yes, get the do. carpet in. And gosh, I really want a high boy. I didn't want that, you know, those two right. seats there. So yeah. those are all things that you take care of. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. All my client has to do is um, show up. And the funniest thing, we're, we're usually the envy of whichever show we're in. Right. Because I go overboard and do the one-inch thick padding. Oh, yeah. Everybody so wants to stand all there. All the ladies come and stand there, yes. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> when then, I go to a trade show, that, that cement that's on our trade show floor is harder in a trade harder. show room than it is in my front yard. I, I, my, you know, walking down the street, I don't understand that. But, boy, after eight hours... Mm-hmm. my shins and my legs are killing me if there's oh, yes. not that pad. Oh, yes. And that's and funny enough, that's one of the things that if I have a new client, if it's a man, I always tell him, okay, you want to wear your suit and everything else? Yeah. Go buy yourself a jet black sneakers that looks good with your suit. <laughs> if it's a lady, I said, buy some flats. You bet. They that's show smart. up with their high heels on. I said, listen, you I had one it. client you showed up. Three inch heels. And I'd well, reach, she looked good. I'd, she looked fabulous. <laughs> but I reached in uh, my bag of tricks and I said, I bought these for you. Oh, like, well, I said, brilliant. No, you're going to need these flats because you're going to be hurting later on. So this sounds rehearsed, by the way. This is not. No. You've just transitioned to my next question because the, it is simply this. What do you do that's different? You just said that. I don't know anyone that is in trade show sales or services or anything that's going to walk in with some flats for a client. So what is it that you do that's different? What is it what we do different? And it goes through the entire culture of the company because that's how I am. I would tell people, I spend time to get to know what are the the little nuance of the individual that I'm serving. It's brilliant. Because it's it's okay to look at the big picture, but I want to know what are your likes? What are your dislikes? What really turns you on and turns you off? And I focus on that. Why? Because that actually sets us apart from everyone else because you as a client now, let's say, for instance, you, partic- you, you just like a certain color M&Ms. Oh, and every time you yeah. walk in, I've got red. those sitting there waiting for you. Red, by the way. Okay. Georgia red. Georgia red. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have those there for you, each yeah. time you come, you will not even think to say, talk to anyone else. And, and I'll give you a case in point. What city was I in? I fly around too much. I think... Um, Philadelphia. I, I don't like Philly right now. They just beat my Falcons. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't well, beat your Cowboys. Well, they beat, to, beat my to Falcons. Be, to be honest, and I know I'm going to get knocked over the head with this, <laughs> Philly didn't beat the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons the beat Falcons themselves. The Falcons beat themselves. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. I agree with so, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go there. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were there, and then the, the client, she was running late and everything else coming in because her flight was running late, and she got in. She was all her and there. There was a meeting that she was supposed to attend. So from my news, she was running late because I tracked her flight. Yeah, well, smart. I actually went to the meeting, got the information for her. As she came in now, I said, here's everything that you got to deal with mm-hmm. in the next two hours because you've got to go sit on this committee. Yep. Wow. She loved that. Right after that, uh, another gentleman that I tried to partner with, you know, I was watching. Yeah. He was actually trying to cut me out and take that business. Right. And she just plainly said, anything that you need to talk about this, go talk to Ted. Mm -hmm. Says, whatever he says, 
is what's going to happen. There's a level of trust that you build by paying attention to those details. Yes. Now, all right, let's say I'm in an organization Mm -hmm. and what you've just described is a, um, it is a skill, can be taught. Yes. But there's also some personality there. And and I know you well enough. Mm -hmm. You have this innate ability to want to connect with people. Yes. So what if I'm in an organization and that is, and, and I'm a, ahead of that organization, or maybe I'm in charge of this piece that's, you know, especially business development, and that's not my skill set. What do you, what do you tell me? If that is not your skill set to really pay attention to other people, yeah, you had to, right. what I would honestly tell you is hire us. <laughs> but, and that's I mean, a good point. I, yeah. I think that, and, and we did not rehearse that. I, <laughs> I, swear <to> God, <laughs> <No>. I am, <laughs> I am of the belief that if you're in an organization and you don't have a skill set, but you've identified it as something that you need, mm-hmm. find someone either already in the organization that yes. can do it or bring someone in or hire a firm to do that, that for does you. That. Yes. Because being a servant today mm-hmm. really does grow business. If you're willing to help someone and listen and pay attention to what their, their needs are, it's easier to sell to those needs. It's easier to take care of them and you build trust. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's very smart. And the the whole thing has to be about making that person look good. Yeah. It's it's not about, it's about making that person look good because another quick example that I have is a Fortune 100 company here in Georgia. Sure. New top manager coming in. We're doing a presentation. Um, The person had, what is it? 30 minutes to present. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've done a lot of presentations, yeah, tough. 30 minutes to present, came in with about 30 different clips to play back in the presentation. In 30 minutes. The <laughs> presentation itself was about 100 slides. Oh, my goodness. Looked at first time dealing with this person. I said, this is going to make you look bad. Yeah. So while they're going through the presentation, I'm trying my best not to name whoever it is. While they're going through their slides, because we have the ability, I'm changing the presentation as we go along. Oh, wow. Got them down to the 30 minutes. Of course, came back angry. Why did you do that? How did you feel about it? Well, mm-hmm. it did look better and everybody seems to love it. There From then on, anytime that person got a new um, administrative assistant, that assistant had to come and sit with me for a week so they could learn how to deal with that manager. Wow. Because you understood. Yes. There's also something <clears throat> else you did there. You took a risk. Oh, yeah. There was some risk there, but you also knew you were confident in what you were doing. Yes. So that's that's important. I mm-hmm. love that. So I've got to ask you one more question. We're, okay. we're, we are running a little bit out of time, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Okay. I used that acronym in the beginning. Fumi Fu. Yes. First use must inspire future use. Yes. What and wow and how. Tell me about that. Where did it come from? Why do you use it? I went through a um, self-improvement program that is housed out of um, Houston, Texas. Okay. What that program did, it forced you to look within, to look at yourself, okay. and also try to look to see how those that are around you, how they see you, how are they really receiving you. It's not about what you think, it's about from their standpoint. And that was part of the organization's mantra. Okay. Everything okay. that you do must inspire use in the future. And really worked with what I think and how when I build facility, even facilities like this, because sure. I do build these out. Right. It's not about have a, um, a client now that we're in conversation, I could tell them, it's not about how you're using it today. It's how are you going to need it in the next five to 10 years. Wow. So let's build it now when it's cheaper to do it. 
do it right the first time. Kind yes. Of thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, I love that. Well, so, uh, so Ted, tell us, where can people find you? Well, you can definitely find me. And um, I'm glad you asked that because Mark here is helping me with my social media. Because <laughs> I'm one of those that I'm, I'm not good at social media. So I went and got somebody to do it for me. So you could find us on our Twitter page at OnyxMS underscore group. That's at OnyxMS. And Onyx is spelled O-N-Y-X-M-S underscore group. Facebook. You could find us at um, Onyx MS Group and my LinkedIn. I, you know, that was good. Yeah, see that little th- what, the way your LinkedIn URL is there. We got to do some work on that. Okay. So, um, so I bet they can go on and find you easily if they were to go on and just search for your name right there on well, LinkedIn. Yeah, you, right? you, you definitely can. Uh, you would have to put in Ted R H Cummings. Perfect. Because if you put just Ted Cummings, a lot will come up. Great. Outstanding. And uh, and thank you once again for no, joining us today. You. I do really appreciate the time. This is a gentleman that if you sit down and you start talking, uh, spending some time with, you could talk to him for hours. So getting a little bit of his time is, is really, really valuable. Uh, now let's talk about how can you find ePresence. So when you want to find us, just hit the web and search for ePresence. You can, yes. uh, we'll come up right there. Uh, do me a favor while you're there. Find us on Facebook and give us a like, or uh, you can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Our handles on all of those sites are simply ePresenceME. There's no dot or dashes in there. It's ePresence, capital M, capital E, on all of those sites. Uh, and, and don't forget, we're, we are always interested in, in sharing tips and thoughts. So if you follow those sites, you'll be able to get, those, uh, get that information as it comes. Uh, also, don't forget, you can see us on our website at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. Thank you for joining us today for on How's Your Epresence. Don't forget, we broadcast live on the third Thursday of each month at three o'clock Eastern. And just, it's easy to remember, it's just the third Thursday at three. But you can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to Gwinnett, RadioX.com and select the Gwinnett Studio. You can also find all the shows on iTunes. And and by the way, Ted, I did something recently. It's exciting. I joined a new show. Uh, It airs on Saturday night on WSB Radio here in Atlanta. It's called Lens on Business. Okay. It's a business radio show Mm -hmm. that is um, Saturdays at 6 outside of Georgia football season. And you can find their past shows on their SoundCloud channel, and that's Lens, L-E-N-Z on Business. Had a show that just aired last uh, Saturday. It was great. For more information about ePresence, again, join us on ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me because it's all about you, and you can find us on all our social social media channels. Until next time, I'm Mark Galvin, and this is Ted Cummings, and this has been How's your e-presence on Business Radio X?